Kira. Hi, I'm Mariska. Welcome to Wiffle, what I feel like expressing. Where we like to have fun and explore ways to level up as human beings. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to us today. And we really hope that you love this episode. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Wiffle. I am so excited today because we have a guest who I have admired for such a long time, mainly because I think she does such an incredible job of really portraying her authentic self. Mm-hmm. And it is Miss Sarah Jane Waddle. Hello, Sarah. You're buttering me up. We haven't even met. It's so cute. Uh, you're welcome (laughs) thank you for coming on now for those of you that may not know sarah originally studied political science in mandarin she's also represented trinidad at miss world she also has her own business sjw designs works in public relations which takes her between guyana and trinidad and has her own tv show bling my wedding so she is incredibly (laughs) multifaceted (laughs) <laughs> yeah, lots of fun stuff going on. I I um I don't know how I'm gonna juggle it with this baby coming in September, but we'll make it work. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, <laughs> that is a lot going on, but I'm excited to see how you handle it. As mentioned, I just truly feel you are so authentic in everything that you do, whether that's mm-hmm. your communication of your values and beliefs, and despite you know positive or critical feedback how do you do that how do you really show up authentically because you've kind of been in the public eye and public space for such a long time and you've remained authentic throughout it so how do you do it i well i will say first of all that everything that i like about myself i can definitely trace to my parents you know i'm very lucky <laughs> i have to give them credit for being amazing people you know and they always taught me you know reach for the stars but keep your feet planted firmly on the ground so it's always like you know aim for the moon but at the same time don't think that you're better than other people and don't get so full of it that you just get lost in the mix and um i i really do feel like everything i like about myself i don't want to sound repetitive but i can think that's because my mom is that way or that's because my dad is that way. And um, I think that knowing yourself is the first step, not just what your strengths are, but also your weaknesses and understanding um, how to kind of take a step back from your feelings and take a step back from your thoughts and be able to analyze yourself and analyze yourself impartially, be able to look at something and say, that's not, really how I should have dealt with that you know or I I think this does represent who I am and and I am willing to stand by what I said I you you will get people that want to find ways to kind of mess with your head especially when you're Mm -hmm. an opinionated person people say opinionated woman I I would say opinionated person because I just think generally um if you're in the box, they're going to have something to say. If you jump out the box, they're going to have something to say. So you might as well jump out the box. Ain't no point mm. living in this box all your life. Because <laughs> they're always going to have something to say, you know, but you need the wherewithal that when you get criticism, like what you're saying, when you get mm. criticized, if you know yourself and if you know your voice, you can say, I really appreciate that feedback. You are right. I do need to work on that. That's something I have been working on. But thank you so much for bringing it to my attention that you saw that. Or respectfully, thank you for your feedback. But I I know myself and I just know that that's not really, the, I don't represent what you're saying that I am. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. actually that person that you're trying to portray me as. And because you know yourself, you can defend yourself in either way. So I'm somebody who has always had a very strong sense of convictions about what I am for and what I am not for. And so when people 
came at me about it, I knew how to defend myself and how to defend my views. So I, I think it's something you actively have to work at, just like how we have a strong physical immune system, because you, if you exercise, if you work out, if you eat healthy, is the same way that you have a strong mental immune system. And there's a lot of discussion these days you see now about social contagions and things happening online that are kind of messing with your mental immune system. And mm -hmm. if you have that strength to either say, yes, that's right, or no, that doesn't, that's not me, you're wrong about me. And I can mm. say that confidently, that empowers you so much to just get through the day. And lastly, I would just say my motto in life, people always are like, what's your motto in life? But are they, you know, they're looking for some big, deep wisdom. And I always say, if it gets too heavy, just rest it down. If you find that you are holding on to something, if you're letting a bad yesterday spoil a good today, if you're walking around with baggage as if it's literally like a suitcase, it's that's why it's called baggage because you can't move to the airport <laughs> like you would just move normally because you have freaking baggage, you know? And yeah. the thing is, people don't realize you can just put it down and walk away. So I try to start each day unencumbered and just hone those convictions and hone a really strong mental immune system. And for me, it is like, I don't even have to pretend not to care. Like, I really don't care what people say. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's it. I would say that sums it up. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I, I love the, the the point around, especially the mental immune system. I I personally have never thought about it that way. Um, yeah, and it it so makes sense. We have a physical immune system. We do need to have a strong mental immune system as well, and that incorporates all our emotions and all the the other stuff that we think are soft skills that comes yeah. with it, but it's really not. It 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 helps us to be able to, well, live authentically, like literally you are doing each and every day. Which it's of course agile. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that that brings me to question number two. So when you have received backlash for your authenticity, and you touched on it a little bit already. Whether it's something you posted or said, how do you stand firm in your authenticity and continue to show up? Because I know for me, for instance, if I think about getting some really harsh, and I'm not talking about, well, we all know the trolls and the, the people that just want to put their opinion out there because they're faceless. We get them, but really those that it, it sort of feels like a physical attack mm. type of situations, they're not nice. They're, they're really not. They suck. Um, how do you deal with that? What What's your strategy? I would say um, COVID, COVID was an interesting time for all of us, you know, mm -hmm. and I... Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting time for the trolls. You know, they were mm. on steroids because they were home <laughs> and sitting out in front of their keyboards, bored as hell. And then a lot of things to be resentful about, which tends mm -hmm. to be troll fuel, you know. And um, the thing is also that a couple things. One I would say is that prettiness highlights ugliness. So uh, an example I could use is like, let's say your room is pretty messy, right? But it's just a generally kind of unkempt room. And then you decide, you know what? I'm going to, I see my desk here with all my books and all my stuff all over. You know what? I'm just going to clean up my desk. At least let my desk, this corner of the room is going to look neat and orderly and I'm going to know what to do. And when you clean up that desk and it's just shining like this beacon of having your together, you know, mm -hmm. in your room, it makes the rest of your room look terrible, like even more messy, even more unkempt. 
right? And that is mm -hmm. really what it is like for people online. When you post something that shows that you're excelling, it highlights people's inner ugliness or their inner insecurities or their inadequacies, the things that are bothering them. So to the person who is posting something about look, sharing this moment of joy, it can be so confusing to them why someone would just lash out with a mean comment, you know, and to them, it's just so disorienting, especially if you're not mm -hmm. ready. And so for me during COVID, when COVID started, and this, I would say, was at the beginning of everything. So nobody knew what COVID was. Everybody thought it was going to be like 28 days late, all these zombies walking around. Like nobody knew <laughs> what to expect, you know. But um, I started looking into all the research about masks and finding all this stuff about masks. And I just said, but wouldn't this make sense? And like doctors wear masks and wouldn't that help us? You know, now we pretty much know that masks are largely useless. I'm sorry. I know that's a, maybe a controversial opinion, but I really <laughs> don't think research is there to show that mandating masks has helped in any way. But at the time, and I'm talking like, let's say March, April, 2020, I am thinking to myself, this could be a way for us to get back sooner, you know, but at the same time, mm -hmm. I want to offer something because I have a design house. I have employees that need to eat through this mm -hmm. and think to myself, you know, why not create a mask that is comfortable to wear, that is breathable to wear. Now, these are all thought processes that were very common three mm -hmm. months, four months later. But at the time, it seemed to, it was very like nobody was talking about it. Like, I mean, I taught myself to sew by looking up tutorials on YouTube and there was one or two tutorials on how to sew a mask. So you have to understand it was like not a thing, right? Yeah. So I said, well, let's do nice masks instead of all these big diapers everybody wears and throws away, you know, in nice designs and give people a little something that makes them feel good about the fact that they have to muzzle themselves and that we can get back to work sooner. And so I decided, well, what about, why don't we do a program where you pay, yes, you pay a little bit more and that would help us to get the quality rights and everything. But every time you buy one, you buy one for someone in need. So it's like a donate process. Mm -hmm. So we would donate to schools and orphanages and all these different people that we would donate to. And so when it happened, so we did, so I waited until, and then masks I noticed were picking up people were starting to talk about it and say this could be something that could really help. And so then when I actually put it out there, right, I did a website. I said, all right, we're going to come proper. We're going to do mm -hmm. a website. We're going to take some pictures. So we put up, I mean, like my friend who was a photographer came over. We did it in the, the workshop. We put some, strung up some fabric on a curtain rod and just tried to make it look profesh, right? You could order mm -hmm. all the different things. And so when we launched this website, the orders, the amount of orders that just came in was crazy, right? You could not keep up with it. And then on top of it, you just saw people lose their minds. People were so mad that I was doing this. And it was basically, I'm scamming people. Um, because I'm charging, I was charging $75 and $100 TT, which is basically like 10 and 15 US around there for one mask for yourself and one mask for somebody else. Right? So it's it's the price for two masks. Two masks, right? And these were like special masks. Like I really formulated a special design so you could wear them for long periods of time and did all the research on the filters and the da 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 and this was the first time where, I mean, I've had the mob come off to me a hundred times, but this was the first time where I was really struggling with like anger. Like I was mm. angry because I felt like, you know, I'm pivoting my business. I'm trying to do something that's good for the community. I am literally like trying to educate people on what I thought at the time was good practice to help us get back to work or providing a product that doesn't exist. You know, all of these things and, and everybody is just and I'm just getting tons of hate mail. And I was so confused, you know, and I just felt like despondent because it was like, you know, mm -hmm. there's nothing I can do but 
and because it's me because it's my face they're just mm-hmm. angry there's a lot of anger and resentment mm-hmm. and because they see that orders are just flying i'm a crook they literally were telling this girl is like on par with the people that are hoarding hand sanitizer toilet paper and <laughs> n95 they were so angry and i was like this is so bizarre to me that this is something people would get angry about and that is when things started to change for me because I think before that it would bother me a little bit, obviously getting a zillion pieces of hate mail. And I've been through it so many times of where people tried to cancel me and I would just laugh and be like, you can only cancel yourself. I'm not apologizing. Move along people. But after a while, that doesn't feel like enough because this one, I was, like I said, I was angry. Mm. And that's when I said, you know, I need to understand the mob better. I need to, uh, because the, the, it's not equating to me right now. Right now, it's this big amorphous dark cloud that haunts mm. people, that makes people kill themselves, that makes people go into depression, that makes people lose mm-hmm. their job. You know, and it's like, what even is that? What is it made out of and how does it act? And that is when I started, I really went down a rabbit hole with human behavior. And I started to read a lot of Nietzsche, a lot mm. of, Um, just basically like the madness of crowds like a lot of just discussing what was going on also around this time was things like black lives matter you were seeing a lot of the Mm -hmm. riots well you know and that's when i started to realize the mob is attracted to times when they don't have culpability that is why they can hide behind their avatars that's why they can hide behind their masks they enjoy shared culpability and they also like misery misery to be shared they like to feel like other people are miserable as well and they again the prettiness highlights ugliness so mm. it's like these are things that will bring out that behavior they also believe in safety and numbers so it's like when you see one person jump out and do something it's like get back in line yeah right in trinidad what we don't understand is that you have people it's a it's a whole system. I don't at risk of getting too political. You have people that are basically planted within the blogosphere, the cyberspace that are mm. like shepherds. So they kind of guide the mob. This person yeah. you need to mm-hmm. activate. This person, and they don't realize that a lot of these people are being paid by government agencies or certain other interests to espouse certain opinions and to basically sick their attack dogs on people. You think it's just random Mm -hmm. and it's not. When you study it more and more, you realize how much of a psychology it is. And especially during COVID, had a heightened sense of anxiety. That really was hard. So that changed everything that moment that I reverted to academia which is my I guess comfort is being a nerd is being a student once I took the time to analyze and understand the formula that is the mob and realize this is a formula that has been playing out within the human race for centuries people were writing about this human behavior and this phenomenon for centuries and when Mm -hmm. you understand that you don't feel so special. You don't feel like the whole world hates me. You just feel like these are people who are doing exactly what they're programmed to do. And they Absolutely. are patterns, basically, that have been repeating this pattern for generations. So all of that to say, it helps you to not take things personally. Because now mm-hmm. you, I understand the mob. I made it my business to study the mob. And by doing that, I took the power away from the mob. And I also realized nobody can cancel me. I have to cancel me. And when you apologize to the mob, it's never good enough. They always want more. They always want blood. Mm -hmm. They never accept any type of apology. So my advice is to everybody is never apologize. Why would you apologize to a school of piranhas chasing you down? I'm sorry for swimming. (laughs) They're not going to accept it. Yeah. So, and that has really changed my outlook on everything. And I would tell people that is like, take the time to understand the backlash mm-hmm. and where it really comes from. And don't take it personally. And understand it has a lot more to do with them and certain mechanics that are in place yeah. than you. 
And I know, mm-hmm. oh God, I know that was a long answer, but I feel like I had to walk you all through that experience <laughs> because it's, it's so integral to how I operate now and everything with that knowledge. It's like a superpower. Yeah. I, I hope everybody can get there. I really do. Love that. I love that. And yeah. it's it's so interesting as you were talking through it. So me coming from South Africa, I have seen that behavior time and time and time again. It's most probably why I'm fairly immune to it. Yeah. It's a good reminder for me to think, okay, it's not just in that environment. It's in all environments because we can easily compartmentalize stuff and think, oh, yeah, it just applies to this thing or just applies to that thing. It's human nature. It's still within the pool of humans, no matter which humans I am going to be interacting with. It's still going to be showing up in some way or form. Oh, thank you for that answer. And I'm I'm hoping that our listeners take this on board. It's so important, especially people pleasers out there. Note for self. Definitely. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. That's the underscore of everything. And it's not always you. It really. But at the same time, if you did do something wrong, if you did, oh, where Hmm. you look back, you reflect, don't be afraid to have that epistemic humility and say, you know, I was wrong about this. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, 99 times out of 100, the thing that the person is getting dogpiled on on social media is completely does not fit the crime you know, yeah. and, and, and what they're experiencing. And that's why what I do when I see that happening, especially people in Trinidad, I mean, you don't remember Kiara, the, what, the girl who baked the cake and the cake came out terrible and all of Trinidad yes. was on her about her yes. controlling on her terrible cake. Or you had like the guy who was like pretending to play violin and he was like basically lip syncing violin. I don't know how you do that. Like, I you have people to get famous for these foibles, right? But yeah. whether or not the person did it, you have to understand that it feels like a waterfall of pressure is just coming down on you all at once for days mm-hmm. at a time. But it can really mm-hmm. push people to sadness. And whether yeah. or not the person is right or wrong, especially if you know them, instead of messaging them to be like, hey, boy, I see a video up there. What's going on? Oh, my God. Back and forth. <laughs> which is, is for I'm minding your business. Yeah. Um, I just message them and say, hey, I'm I'm here for you and I feel for you and, and I'm sorry that you're going through this and I support you. And and if you really feel like the person didn't do anything wrong, take the time to write a statement and support that person. Actually, yeah, that, that is important. Mm. A lot of people mm-hmm. are scared to do that. But if they see somebody else standing up to defend the person it really does work with the trolls kind of biting their tongue. You Absolutely. Know, this person is not alone because they're bullies. So they, they feed off of aloneness, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And that fear kind of leads me into my next question because, yes, human behavior is so important, as is our need for feeling like we belong and having mm-hmm. friendships and feeling safe in those friendships. And I think that there's a perception that if we really stand up for ourselves and we live, speak our authentic beliefs and values, people might not want to be friends with us or connect with us. You know, this is kind of separate and apart from like the collective mob. I'm talking about your people, your friends. So have you ever experienced that? And have you been able to overcome that? Like, what's your take on that? I consider it, um, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing litmus test that, mm. that authentic people are blessed with, mm-hmm, is, yeah. is that because it gives the traitors the chance to betray you and it gives mm-hmm. the friends the chance to defend you and yeah, yeah. mean it, right? And the reality is that 
no enemy will ever betray you. Betrayal only comes from friends. People so don't true. realize that betrayal only comes from a friend, from someone you trust. So you can't promise that your life is not going to have betrayal in it. It's always going to be there. There's always going to be people that hurt you. The way I see it, we are like on the ship called life and you are the captain and you have all these people that are rowing for you. You know, you have your first mate. That's important. You need to find your first mate. You know, <laughs> preferably you want the same one for the duration of the ride. <laughs> but as, as your crew goes, they're going to have people that come and go, right? That's mm -hmm. okay. There's going to yes. be some mobility there, but everybody is there rowing. You know, and they're going, yeah, Mariska, yeah, Yara, they're cheering for you, right? But your job as the captain is to take a second look and be like, who's actually going, yeah, Kiara? And then deep down, they're drilling holes mm -hmm. into the side of the boat. Like, your job is Definitely. to find the people. And these situations are like catalysts for that to happen and it allows you to shed the weight and hold the people who are truly dear to you closer and you people who are willing to publicly defend you are really worth their weight in gold mm -hmm. and those are definitely the people that you need to hang on to and at the same time when you have authenticity and you have conviction it's not just about holding on to what friends you have that's kind of a scarcity mindset when you put things out there that are controversial opinions, you actually attract people who have similar values to you. Mm -hmm. You know, so like a couple of days ago, I posted on my Instagram and said, it, it was about basically saying that women who were prescribed to be on the pill in their teens and sat and just went on this regular schedule being on the pill for umpteen years are now showing much, much higher propensity for depression, right? Mm. Among other things. But I shared it on my Instagram story. And in my head, I went, oh, God, they're going to come for me. But I said, whatever, this is important. <laughs> I, I wrote a little blurb and I said, my doctor tried to put me on the pill at 15 or 16. You know, I wasn't even sexually active. As, uh, I, that wasn't even a thought in my mind. But mm. she was telling me because my cycle was irregular that this was the cure-all. I'm sure a lot of girls had this thing where it was like, oh, your skin is bad? Yeah, go on the pill. If this is a, go on the pill. Right. Not to rea now realizing that 15 years later, mm. it is hard to suddenly just come off the pill and expect your body to just kick into fertile mode. You yeah. know, so thought about that. And I figured, oh, my God, my whole DMs is just going to be full of girls who are going to be like, my body, my choice. Don't tell me about my, my reproductive habits and I'm going to be on the pill, whatever, whatever. And my DMs were full. But it was full of women sharing their horror stories with the pill and sharing oh. their experiences and reaching out to me to thank me for talking about these things. So it's like we come into it with this fair mindset of like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose friends. But we don't even think about the fact that not only are we going to make friends by being authentic, we're going to make friends that are actually suited to who we are and actually yeah. share our mm. value system instead of pretending to be something we're not. And attracting friends who only have the opinions they feel like they're allowed to have. Mm -hmm. I would much rather have the friends that have conviction that are willing to stand up against something that's happening. So it's I, I like I like a controversial opinion, you know, if you haven't realized. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, love being that. in public relations, I think it stands you in a good stead. <laughs> Um, for sure you you will need to utilize it quite often yeah it's 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 interesting for sure especially because i work with um eastern hemisphere mm. mentality which has a very different um approach to to public relations you know yeah. so yes it's a little basically so i deal with chinese customs which is not it's not american westernized customs at all and no. then i go back you know what i mean so it's like i'm kind of in between the two worlds um but i've learned a lot from how the 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 eastern tradition of things actually that i think has really 
given such a fullness to, to my perspective on public relations. But yeah, it's definitely also, you have to kind of know when to mind your tongue. At the end of the day, all yeah. you have to know when to read the room and understand yes. now it's time to spout off about whatever. Yeah. So I do, I do want to be real. I don't want to say that and give people unrealistic expectations. And I'm not saying muzzle yourself or live a life that's not true to your values. I'm just saying that read the room. When yeah. you, when it took your time and read the room before, For sure. listen first. And that is something the Chinese do very well, is listen first. <laughs> <laughs> well, that then brings us also to question number Oh. Okay. So tell us about the most exceptional friendship or partnership you've been a part of and what make it makes it, if it's still there, or made it exceptional for you. As you say that, I think I am coming down the stairs, you know. Don't come down the stairs, I'm talking about you. <laughs> um, as you can see I, I treat them beautifully <laughs> um, <no. laughs> he just came to the door shaking his head um, I think they do say that soulmates are a recognition of that kind of counterpart um, and it's about finding someone who cares about the same stuff that you care about. And I would say I am somebody who likes to dig deep and who likes to have thought-provoking conversations. And I think that is probably the best aspect of my relationship with David that was so instrumental for me was just finding someone who really enjoyed taking in these things every day, learning about the world, about society, about the way things work, and then wanting to sit down and talk to me about it. And then we would sit there and push each other back and forth, you know? And um, and then it was also a case of like, we both love trivia. So we would both like sit and be like, did you, fun fact, did you know that? <laughs> and so that's, to me was so nice because I feel like too many people are scared to go there especially with their significant other they don't want to look nerdy or they don't want to seem boring or uncool or whatever but the reality is that like um, having that depth allows you to move in tandem so well and yeah. also just enjoy your time together I realize now at this age i am interacting with other couples my age and this is not a slight on my friends at all um but just that sometimes i realize there are a lot of couples my age where they don't talk that much to each other they pass each other you know and, yeah. they, and then i see studies about it as well where they like literally will spend 45 minutes having conversation a week on average and I would just laugh. I mean, I don't know what's going to go on when I have a baby. So in yeah. fairness, <laughs> that. but David and I will sit on and have a 45 minute conversation at the drop of a hat about this latest world affair, that latest world affair. And I think that is because that's what's important to me. Like that is both of our brains are very thirsty all the time. Mm. So we're always taking in news. And I think he's gotten so much more political because of me. It's so much more political because that's what I enjoy talking about. And now it's like, but the big, and then it's funny because his dad is very much like that. And then my mm -hmm. mother is very much like that. So I always make jokes like, we are basically what would have happened if my mom and your dad met. Because they both got significant others who aren't as much inclined, but he mm -hmm. and I, right. you know, and that was, I definitely, I think, what made me just like, you're the one like I enjoy life with you too many couples they don't understand the impact of good conversation on a relationship and that I think was a deciding factor for both of us because we just felt yeah. like we hadn't had with anybody else I love that and it sounds like 
you both have built a relationship that's on the foundation of shared values. Like you both mm -hmm. really value that ability and that conversation. And I think if you're with someone and you have the same or similar values, it's going to be such a successful, enriching relationship. It just is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't want to get too, too spiritual, but, you know, Jesus basically says anybody who builds a, who creates a family based on my teachings is building a house on a rock. And that's basically it. It's like we share those values. We share that wisdom of Christ yeah. Christian wisdom, but just generally we share the same values. You know, and my my mom, when she got, she got together with my father at 14, right? Mm -hmm. And she mm -hmm. would always say to me, you know, Sarah, there's so much emphasis on diversity and diversity is our strength. But the reality is, while diversity can be very good, diversity is also a challenge. Diversity is a bridge that you have to cross to connect with someone else, you know? And she said, mm -hmm. your father and I, we came from the same economic backgrounds. Our families knew each other. We were the same age, the same religion. We had mm -hmm. the same sense of humor. These kind of, And she said, and these were just, and she said, I'm not saying that you have to find someone like that, but yeah. I am saying that it is less bridges to to cross when things start to get serious now of course because I'm a normal human being I didn't take my mother's advice ever and was always like whether the man was older or this <laughs> or money was different or different, <laughs> all of those things and then it just I just laughed because it's like I ended up right here with someone who's very similar our families get along very well you know so my yeah. advice is don't don't underestimate how important of a foundation that provides you. And I'm not saying you can't date outside of these things. Yeah. I'm just saying it sets you up. It's so much easier. As somebody who's done both, it's just so much, you can relax, you know? Like now that we're planning to have a baby, it's like there's no, I don't have to sit there and argue about what religion are we going to raise a child with? What values are we going to raise a child with? We yeah. already that we've already honed through that and that's so mm. important i i completely Sorry, see I what you're talking about because i think of your listeners i think of your <laughs> listeners i was like i need them to know <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true shared <laughs> values when there's like a misalignment of these major values aka the things that are most important to you there's going to be an unhealthy amount of conflict obviously it's lovely to have differences and learn from one another but when there's like massive mismatches with values that's going to be very hard to build a relationship and to like build a family on for sure now something mm -hmm. yeah something I'm dying to ask you about because I loved your kind of analogy metaphor about you know you're the captain of your own life and you've got the crew members and then you have to kind of discern so my very last question to you is how do you discern when it is those great friendships and partnerships versus when it's not so great it's it's misaligned i know we're speaking about values but is there anything else maybe in your friendships that you've noticed okay crew needs to change it's interesting because we used to live in a time where people had a lot more attention to give and it was a lot more expensive to get your message out there. Um, you know, if you wanted to broadcast something, if you wanted to reach a wide audience, it was much more costly than it is now, which could be yeah. as simple as picking up your phone and sending out a tweet or whatever. And people had a lot more time to pay attention. But now attention is the commodity because it's people's attention to being pulled in so many different directions and the ability to broadcast, not so much. Everybody can be their own broadcast. Everybody can be their own personal brand, right? Yeah. And we, we have become a world where we emphasize being an extrovert over being an introvert so much. And we say, we actually place so much value in extroversion. And the reality is that introverts, to all the introverts out there, there is a huge place for you as well. There is so much value for introverts. And 
basically all of this is to say that we take a lot of introverts and we make them become extroverts because we tell them that is so much better. And we have people, we pressure people to create personal brands. We pressure people to be putting things out there. We pressure observers to become entertainers and tell them that this is the way that they can only keep up in 2023 is you need to be pushing out content and getting to your people. And the reality is that that is a, a very much a way that I use discernment now is I ask myself, what are you choosing to do with that power? It's not so much about if you're an extrovert or an introvert, I have a lot of introvert friends who I adore. It's more the ones that are out there. I would say the times when I've really taken a step back from our friendship is when I've looked at how they've chosen to use those powers. And it's not about don't be friends with people you don't agree with. It's more, um, what is the greater impact that you're having on your community? And I, I do think I'm going to say something a little controversial here. Please go ahead. Talking. <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. Um, but I will say that in one area where this has kind of played out, if I could give a real example, is especially being a woman. Mm. And a lot of women are attracted to a raunchier lifestyle to posting things and this is in we are in the middle of a radical feminist movement that has encouraged women and really and truly what I think is that we've actually done a real disservice to women mm-hmm. and told, told women that this is going to empower them and it really has not done that for them and so for me it's like I have friends that have not done so great on that front but for me it's that's okay but it's when you now start to propagate that and you start Mm -hmm. to encourage women to be promiscuous and wear promiscuous things and have lots of I I don't want to say these you know but for me it's about what you're putting out there that to me is is when you're now looking to create that within your personal brand and exacerbate and push forward your personal brand and it's not rooted in the good. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is, you know, and it's not, again, it's not about somebody who has different political beliefs to me. I have lots of friends that have different political beliefs. It's just when you, when you see what people are doing with their personal brands and choosing to put it out in a way that you know is not good for the community, for me has been a huge thing for discernment because I say I'm like you're making money off of this and this is not good or you're encouraging women to do this or whether it's only fans or you know it's like you're encouraging not a good result within the community and that to me is like just such a sockeye way and that is something that we don't look at because we are so full of like don't judge people live and let live and you know and and judging is bad we're always telling everybody that judging is bad but the truth is judging is good when I have this baby and I'm interviewing babysitters I you bet I will be judging who that babysitter is to make sure that they you know what I mean that they have their best interest let anybody waltz into your house and judgment is is and discernment is something that God gave us or whatever that we were born with that talent and we should use it because sometimes, a lot of the times, they say don't judge a book by the cover, but a lot of the times, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, you know, if you're smelling smoke, you need to be more careful. Mm-hmm. And things are terrible. Yeah. Well, don't, you know, don't judge people. Don't judge people. Judgment has a place in society. Kiara, if I come to you and I say, Kiara, I want to dye my hair neon green. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm saying so kiara could either has two options kiara could go are you freaking mad i'm not going anywhere in public with you why are you doing that to yourself or kiara could go sweetheart i'm not here to judge you do you and that is the yeah. difference between a smaller society like trinidad and a bigger society like america in trinidad they will judge you and we think oh god this is so insufferable but judgment has a place in society because it pe- keeps people on the right path so my point is, don't be afraid to tell your friends, hey, what is going on here with you? We need to pull you back on the right path. You can't be doing <laughs> these things. 
it's not we are so demonizing that behavior but really and truly it's because you love them yeah you know so look for friends that are putting good things out there and look for friends where when you start to do stupidness will tell you you're doing stupidness you don't want the friends that are just say well you do you i don't judge you if it makes you happy got that shit got that shit. <laughs> <laughs> right but the people that really care for you will judge you a little bit and tell you when you're out of line that's the hard truth we don't want to accept no so, yes, i, I hear that <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear that. I think I used to be scared of, I don't want to judge anyone. I don't want to judge this, but there is a difference. Well, one, we make judgments all the time. This, you know, that shirt looks great. This tastes delicious. That's a, you know, that's a judgment. We do make them all the time, but there's also a difference between like really judging someone and practicing discernment and coming from a place of love. If you are noticing, observing something and having that discussion i totally get that i hear you there's a difference between judging and condemning yes sorry there's a difference between judging and condemning right and and that's what a lot of people don't understand that you can express you know that disagreement and i would just quickly say one last thing about that is that we preach tolerance all the time right now that's another thing that's being touted as a big value in this postmodern society um but really there's a lot of intolerance going around so it's like they want you to tolerate everything except cognitive dissonance like except like people who think differently to you right but they want you to tolerate people who look differently who believe differently who all of these things who are sexually oriented differently but we all must share the same opinions on everything, which doesn't make any sense. And the, the other thing that you have to consider is that tolerance is the sign of a society in decay. They are going to ask you to be tolerant because they want you to tolerate things you should not tolerate. Mm-hmm. And you can say that you know i you have to be able that's what i'm this is what i mean when i get what i'm getting at when i talk about judging it's right. not to say i don't you know i don't think you should i'm not condemning you but it's also i don't want to tolerate your behavior i don't want to tolerate this behavior around my child yeah i don't want to tolerate you know what i mean because we need as a society the more tolerant we become and the more objective that good and bad becomes is the more rudderless we become so this yeah, is mm-hmm. all the stem back to authenticity is that we need that conviction and a lot of people mm-hmm. think that freedom is the ability to just do whatever you want make whatever choice you want Freedom is the ability to do the right thing. Actually, that is what freedom is, is the ability to choose the right way of life. And if we're being told we only have one choice about how we live our life, and that is not always the best way, then we are not actually free. Right? So freedom to have your convictions, freedom to choose to tolerate or not tolerate, freedom to choose if you want to judge or not judge, these are things that we have to protect. This is what yeah. conviction and authentic and all of these things come together to build authentic, fearless people who are anti-fragile, who are resilient, and who will pass on that resilience and those values to their children. That is the future that I hope for tomorrow. And that's my um, speech, everybody. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but yes thank you i i appreciate i really had a great time today with you guys Yay. we loved <laughs> having you absolutely oh, yes i think that so many people are going to find this episode useful and it'll mm-hmm. be the talk that they just needed to hear there's yeah. a lot of people who just they know in their heart that they feel yeah. a certain way about something and they don't, they, they, it's like really hard to just pull the trigger on, on being open with somebody about something or telling somebody, you know, I don't appreciate that you did this. So I don't want to tolerate this. So I don't, because they're so scared of not being liked, but the truth yeah. is that 
more important things than being liked. And that is things like the truth and goodness and living an authentic life based on your values. So I really hope that's what people get from this because the reality is I would recommend it to anybody because I sleep real good at night, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Real sleep good at night. I don't have no qualms about my (laughs) or anything like that, you know? So, So I hope that's what I wish for your listeners as well <laughs> i love that i really really love that thank you so much sarah thank you so thank much. you guys it was such a great experience and i i look forward to listening to the episode when it's out you can let me know and i'll, I'll put it up i'll share of it <laughs> well we definitely enjoyed this conversation just as much and loads and loads and loads of learning i will forever keep your captain with your first mate and crew in my brain yes. as a very good construct for friendships. And we, who, who's doing what on the boat? Yeah. Uh, whether they're rowing or whether they're drilling holes and, and exactly. how to evaluate that. And another link that I was making as you were finishing off was this element around our voice and whether we are feeding into the mob mm. or not. And really evaluating for ourselves, thinking for ourselves, how does this relate to the values I want to be living? Because if I can do that before I post whatever comment on somebody else's stuff or just a post of my own, that would hopefully help all of us discern Mm. what is good for ourselves and our communities out there. I love that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. And please share this with anyone you think needs to hear it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Until Definitely. next time. Thank Bye. you. Thank you so much for investing your time with us today. You are awesome. Please subscribe so you get notified about our newest episodes and go ahead and share this with your friends so you can find out what they feel like expressing. Until next time.